Greetings, listeners. Welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Dominionfire.com is where you will find it. This is Million Quinteros here with you. I'm the overseer of Dominion Fire Church here in Las Vegas, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I am a licensed minister through John G. Lake Ministries, as well as a certified DHT, uh, which is Divine Healing Technician. And you can find out more at jglm.org if uh, you would like to know uh, the background on that. Today's show is uh, someone that I had become friends with over this last year, someone that uh, helped me with some training, gave me some guidance, just kind of uh, set me on a couple of really good paths that have bared amazing fruit. And uh, the person joining me on the phone also had a little background with uh, JGLM and the DHT and and, uh, basically refers to himself as Jesus' little brother. And we're going to find out exactly why. Joining me on the phone today, Mr. Jesse Shelby. Jesse, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, sir? I'm good, Million. Thank you for having me today. I, that's, a, uh, that's quite an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse and I had met when I had uh, traveled out to uh, the Southern California area when I was uh, first really getting into uh, this type of healing message. And uh, he was nice enough to kind of take me to the side, kind of show me some things and talk me through some things and just uh, just teach and just guide and, and just be an example. And uh, I've uh, been grateful to that ever since. And I wanted to get him on the show here to uh, share with you guys um, what, what goes on in his uh, his life, does a lot of different things, and just kind of goes where the need is, and it's, uh, it's going to be a great story. Jesse, would you please tell the audience, uh, right out of the gates, give us a real good testimony, something big, something profound, what can you share with us? Oh my gosh, there's, there's so many. Um, we uh, we had the opportunity uh, in uh, in the early part of 2011 um, to, I, I happen to be... Um, uh, happened to be friends with uh, somebody from uh, from the L.A. County, uh, the Valley area of L.A. County, California. And I got a text message one night, that, uh, or, or one morning, rather, that her mother-in-law was on hospice, was at home, and um, her husband, who was the youngest member of their family, uh, was with her. And the hospice nurse that was with her had determined that the mother's body has been sh- had been shutting down. The family had gathered. Uh, the hospice nurse was making a strong recommendation to um, to uh, help her, as she put it, to help her on her way by by just giving her morphine, uh, greater doses of morphine to ease the pain that she believed she was in. The woman was unresponsive. Her flesh was was uh, pale and and, and yellowing. Um, uh, and and uh, her eyes were closed. She had not spoken to anybody um, for several days. She hadn't eaten or drank anything for several days. And they, they were just essentially looking for uh, confirmation from the youngest the youngest son, who was who was the holdout, uh, to go ahead and just let mom go, let mom go. And so I got a text message from this. Um, uh, young woman, and they're just a young couple. They're in their early twenties, uh, mid twenties, who just wanted to know if there was anything else that they could do. Is, is this it, or is there anything else that we can do? And uh, I texted her back, and I said, "No, absolutely, we can pray. We can pray. We have that authority, or even over this situation." And so immediately, my phone rang, and she said, "Well, can you come down?" 
And I live in Victorville, and I'm about, from where they were, I'm about 45 minutes or an hour away, and was, in fact, getting ready to go to a wedding. And I said, I, I can't come down right now, but I don't need to be there. If you want to go ahead and take this authority that we've been given and exercise it, just put the phone on speaker and lay your cell phone on your, on your mother's stomach, her mother-in-law's stomach, and we'll pray right now. We'll do it right now. And she was kind of taken aback, you know, you, you're not going to come down, you, don't you need to be here? And I talked to her for about another 15 seconds about that issue and said, this is it. We, we have this authority exercised because of what's been given to us. So do you want to do this? And she said, yes, yeah, we want to do it. So she did. She put the phone down, put it on the speakerphone. The family was gathered around, and I just prayed. And, and just a simple prayer, you know. In Jesus' name, we just call every sickness, every ailment, every disease to leave your body now, and we leave you life in abundance. We, we deliver that. We present that to you. I, I can't even remember the exact words, but, but something very simple and something very brief. And then I stopped talking, and I kind of heard him in the background uh, mumbling something, and then she said, is, is that it? Are we done? And I said, yeah, that's it. It, it really is that simple. We, there's, there's not a lot to it, because uh, we're not doing it. And so she said, oh, okay. And I said, all right, now, I'm going to be leaving here, but I want you to keep me posted. So I finished getting ready. My wife and I went off to this wedding. And about, oh, two hours later, I started getting text messages from this young woman. And they started off with, my, my mother-in-law's hands are changing. Does that mean anything? And I said, well, what, did, what do you mean? What, did, what do you mean they're changing? And I'm, I'm at a wedding, and so we're texting back and forth. And she says, well, I'm, I, she, she took pictures of what they looked like before, and then she sent me pictures of what they look like now. And before we prayed, they were curled up, very pale, uh, and they looked, they looked like, like her body was shriveling up, like her body was, was dying. And when she sent them back, her hands had opened up, her color had returned to her hands, and it was starting to spread She as she texted. So we, she began texting me and said, yes, this is it. This is what we expect. I am not surprised by this. Uh, although I was excited about it, you know, um, we, we left it at that. And I said, but keep me posted. So throughout the night, I was getting these periodic text messages. Oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe it. She did this, or, or the, you know, her... Her legs, her legs look swollen. Her legs look like they're they're not they're not shriveled up anymore. Oh my gosh, her skin color's back. Oh my gosh, her eyes aren't sunken. Oh my gosh, she opened her eyes. She opened her eyes. She heard her son. She heard her son talking. And so it, this happened throughout the night. And then finally, I I got home. I went to bed, and woke up in the morning, and there was a message waiting for me. She said, "I just I wanted to text you again. I'm so sorry for bothering you so much." But I wanted to let you know that, that she has sat up in bed and had her first drink of Gatorade. She had Gatorade this morning, and she hasn't had anything to drink or eat in three or four days. And I, I, is this, is this going to stay like this? Is this, is this real? You know, it's, it's, can we count on this? And I just wrote her back. I said, sweetheart, this is it. This is the God that we serve. This is what's been done for us. This is the authority that we have. And so... Progressively, uh, throughout the day, I, I, I don't think I got maybe one more message that day. One of the things that she did tell me was that uh, her, mo- his, his, her mother-in-law 
uh, always made um, a certain type of menudo mm-hmm. for her son and um, for, for the holidays. And I think it was Labor Day that was coming up, or Memorial Day. Um, and uh, that they'd always made this. And, and he had talked to her the night before while she was still in her, you know, before I prayed for them, uh, for her, uh, he, had, he had said to her, Mom, you've got you've to be here. You prom-. And this woman is, was only in her late 50s, mm-hmm. not very old, so 55, 54, 55 years old. Mom, you promised you were going to be here to make the menudo. You know, it's, you know late Memorial Day's coming up. You were going to make menudo. Mm-hmm. And um, so about a week later, I get a text message, and she sends me this from the same young woman. She says, you'll never guess where I am today. I don't know, where are you? She mm-hmm. says, I am at the store with my mother-in-law buying the, 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 the uh, materials, buying the stuff that she needs to make menudo for her son. Wow. So Just that's probably one of those, yeah. you know. Yeah, that was, and, you know, that we have those. You know, they're not all like that. Um, I, I've learned now to be just as excited because I have the opportunity to to just share how much God loves a person with them, even if they don't even need anything, even if they're just even if they're just present, mm-hmm. you know, to be that excited in any situation, as opposed to just waiting for those events, you know, those life events that we that we've identified as being more than more than average, more than normal, because we have been given an above average life. We've never been meant to live an average life. So definitely. And uh, listeners, you know, a um, a valuable lesson in that testimony is to remember that um, you don't always have to be physically present in the room because there's a level of authority that you have and you have access to, which does indeed work. So just kind of keep that in mind. And as I always tell you, you know, research the things we tell you on here, see, you know, see for yourself and uh, just filter it through what uh, through the stories and the testimonies. And, um, you, you know, you eventually will come to the truth on this. So we are indeed up against our first break. We will be right back after this. We're talking with uh, Jesse Shelby today, and we're going to hear more about his background experience when we return. So stay right where you are. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello again, listeners to the Heal the Sick Podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, for the uh, Heal the Sick Podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church at Dominion Fire. 
com. You can also, uh, if you'd like to send us a message, we are at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. If you would like to send in your questions, comments, feedback, or you would like to be put in contact with anyone you've heard on the show or have any healing requests, please feel free to do so, and we are happy to help in that. Uh, you can also find us at facebook.com slash dominionfire and on Twitter, at dominionfire, as well as my personal uh, Twitter, which is at healingminister. So you are welcome to connect with us in all these different ways. And um, the full episodes of this program, all the previous episodes, are available um, not only on our website, but also on iTunes as well. So if you are a Mac user, you have access to this program as well. So please share, please get the message out, and um, let's uh, let's get the world healed up. Joining me again on the phone, Jesse Shelby, um, Jesus' little brother, as he likes to call himself, and uh, background in healing and uh, healing ministry, as well as a lot of other ministry work, uh, joining us on the program. So, Jesse, would you please share uh, your background, your experience, your personal testimony, and tell us why you're Jesus' little brother? Oh, oh gosh. Um, all right. <laughs> I'm going to wrap this all up in a couple of minutes. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, I... Uh, I, I was uh, part of a vineyard fellowship for years. Uh, the vineyard fellowship uh, kind of transitioned, uh, and I maintained that relationship and have maintained that relationship with the with a with a group of people that have participated in that same circle uh, probably for the past twenty years or so. Um, I have had the opportunity to uh, to experience a lot of different things, a lot of different teachings, a lot of different moves of God, as you were, uh, a lot of different manifestations, um, but things really started to turn around, I think, and really started to change a few years back <clears throat> when myself and a few others that, that I came to, to learn about uh, later, who were all part of this same this same group, had gotten to the point where we just, we didn't want to go over one more mountain. We didn't want to climb one more mountain. We wanted... Uh, we, we didn't want one more mountaintop experience. We've had so many of those, and I think that's true for a lot of people. You have these mountaintop experiences, and then you hit the valleys, and, and, and there were people that would always try to explain that to me a certain way, you know. And uh, I just I got to the point where I, I, I verbally expressed that to God. God, I'm done. I, I don't want another mountaintop experience. I want to live your life all the time. I want to live on the mountain. I want to be in that place all the time. And it was shortly after that, not too long after that, that I was getting ready to go on a camping trip um, with my wife and our daughter and her new husband. Um, right around uh, the end of 2010, September of 2010, if I remember correctly. And uh, I was having an allergy. I always suffered from really bad allergies. And um, my good friend that I think you've, you've spoken to her uh, uh, on this show before, Alex Perez had started listening to some uh, some healing teachings uh, from from uh, Curry Blake, JGLM Ministries, and um, he had just started listening to this material and had a and had a couple of sessions uh, burned to a CD that he gave to me, and he said you should you should listen to this. And so that week, I think it was even like the the Thursday before we went, and we were just going away for the weekend. So that Thursday, uh, I started listening to these these teachings as I was driving, and I'd really only listened. Each one was a, a particular single session from a particular teaching series that he may have been doing, and I think I had listened to maybe 
two or three at the most. But it struck me so deeply that I just, I, I just knew that there was something to this. So I started listening to these, and it was all about, essentially, that this is what Jesus died and paid for, that he has given us the authority to be. Now we have the authority and the ability to operate as sons of God in this life with all of the rights and privileges thereunto pertaining, as we used to say in the Marine Corps. Um, so I had this, and so this thought just started to grow inside me. And I'm getting ready to go on this trip, uh, this weekend trip up to the mountains, and my allergies just struck. Uh, they just came on really strong. My eyes were red, and, and my nose is runny, and I was having trouble breathing. Anybody that's ever suffered from allergies knows exactly what I'm talking about. It was just horrible. And all I could think about was, my weekend is ruined. I'm going to go up here to the mountains and be in the middle of all that, and this is just going to get worse. And it was at that moment that this thought that I had been introduced to just shouted at me and said, wait a minute, uh, didn't, you just, didn't you just learn that you have been given the authority to operate as a son of God, and that you have it because of Jesus, because of what Jesus did, you now have the ability to exercise that authority over this very thing, because it's just a name. We've been given authority over every name. And over every name, every other name has to bow at the name of Jesus. And allergies are just a name. Pollen is just a name. So, you know what? Oh, I believe that. I, I, think this is, I think this is true. I think this is real. So I said at that moment, right now in Jesus' name, I command these allergies to go. I will not be subject to them anymore, and you will have no place. From this point on, you have no place in my body. Get out. And that was it. And we got in the car and drove up Highway 138 to a place called Kramer Junction. And it's about, oh, 30, 30 or 40 miles maybe uh, on our way up to, we were going up to Bishop, California. And I get to Kramer Junction. As I'm getting out, I'm not even thinking about it. I get out and start to get out of the car. And my wife looks at me and she says, are you feeling better? And I said, I don't like, what? Why? And she says, well, your eyes aren't all bloodshot and puffy anymore. And it just, all of a sudden, it just, I realized, I'm sitting there in the, in the, in the seat of the car, that in the driver's seat, and I, all of a sudden I realized, hey, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not having any trouble breathing. But my eyes aren't itchy. My nose isn't running. And I, I, I could not be contained at that point. I was like, oh my gosh, it worked! It worked! I can't believe it worked! I was so excited. I'd jump out of the car and I'm telling her, babe, babe, look, look, my allergies are gone. I prayed before we left the house. My allergies are gone. Oh my gosh, this is it. This is real. And I, when I started this whole, just, I mean, I was off the charts. I couldn't believe it. Like, I can't believe this has happened. I can't believe this. this is so amazing. This is so amazing. This is the life we were born to live. I used, I, I, I said that. I mean, I said that many times since then. This is the life we were born to live. This is how we are supposed to operate. This is it. This is who I am. And it just, it just, I mean, it just bottle rock. I said, that's it. When I get back home after this weekend, I'm going to find out where this guy is, and I'm going to go, and I want to hear the rest of this in person. I want to go meet this guy in person and see if mm -hmm. this is real. And so that's kind of where it went. And from that point on, you know, I mean, I got home, I found out that there was a, there was a DHC, um, in Westminster, Colorado, uh, like uh, three weeks later, I told my wife, I'm going to this. I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, I have a full-time job. I run a full-time business. And I'm saying, this is it. I'm going to this thing. 
And so I made the travel arrangements. I asked her, you know, do you want to go? She was not quite, she had not had her allergies relieved. She didn't have allergies, but she had, she had not had this experience. So she was not quite ready to just, you know, abandon all and, and go chase this <laughs> down. But I wanted to know. I needed to know. Because if this is it, man, this is it. And so I did. I made my travel arrangements. I booked myself into the class, and I went to the class. Uh, you know, I went to the training, and I was oh, I, I, this. I was calling my pastor. I was calling Alex. Oh, guys, this is amazing. This is it, man. This is the life. This is what we're supposed to do. All we This is it. This is how we're going to break bonds. This is, this is how we're going to shatter shatter holds over people. This. Oh, this is it. And it's grown from there because I've I've learned. That even in that even in that place, he is actually even better than that, mm-hmm. even better than that, and it, it's hard to put that into context if you haven't experienced it. But where I mean, just this this whole idea that this is so much more healing is just healing is just part of who he is. I mean, he is healing. Mm-hmm. It's not something that he does. He is healing, but he is also love and he is patience, and he is kindness, and he is good. Do we talk about those things like they're, like they're articles of clothing that he puts on at different engagements to deal with different situations? But those are the very nature of God. Those things are the very character makeup. He cannot be other than those things. And he is those things. So when we talk about them, it just opens up a whole new world. So we start moving in this, right? And we, we just, you know, man, we want to be involved in this. We want to be a part of this. And as we began to grow in this whole understanding, we began to speak things like we would go down and talk to people and we would tell them, Look, we, we understand this, but we understand that this is even bigger than this. This is even bigger than JGLM. This is even bigger than any one particular ministry or any one particular ministry group. This is the God of everything, in whom everything lives and moves and has its being. This is a big, this is big, guys. This is big. You know, well, hold that one thought because we're up against our break. But uh, listeners, a couple things here. Um, In case you're wondering, DHT is a divine healing technician, which is a program that was originally instituted by John G. Lake at the turn of the century. And uh, JGLM.org today has uh, brought that program back. So that's, uh, you can check that out. Um, But in short, um, and what Jesse's going to speak about in our next segment, again, speaking with Jesse Shelby, uh, um, the concept of this is the God we've always wanted. And uh, as he was alluding to right there, and when we come back from our break, we're going to hear more on the story because this is uh, this is too good to just breeze over. So, uh, Jesse, hang on the line. Listeners, we'll be right back after this here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Back in a minute. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada.
Okay, listeners, back on the Heal the Sick podcast. You're here with Million M I L L I A N for Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, DominionFire.com. And uh, on the program today, I want to get right back to this um, this topic here because this is just too good. Uh, Jesse Shelby joining us on the phone today, um, and the concept that Jesse was introducing to us on the last segment that I really want to get into now is the idea of coming to the full understanding that this is the God we have always wanted. Jesse, what does that mean? Oh, so much. I mean, it means so much. And even in our limited understanding, it means so much. And it, and it should, because it, it's everything. Understanding that we now have the ability to know Him as we are fully known. What does that mean? You know, what does it mean to know a God who loves us without condition, without without exception, that he is not limited by our choices, but rather will limit himself through his own sovereignty. He is not he is not a prisoner of his sovereignty. He's not a prisoner of any box that we put him in, but he will, because of his goodness, he will work within the confines of our choices. He will he will step down to operate at our level in order to honor the relationship that he desires and has always desired to have with us before the foundation of the world, to be able to know this God, to understand this God who can't be anything other than who he is, who does not, who does not and did not start off as a singular or a singularity. Okay, he he didn't start as an individual. He has always been in relationship. Otherwise, how could he know? How could he not operate? How could he operate any other way than to always be in relationship? If he had been, if he had been a singular God, this whole idea of the Trinity and the Trinitarian Gospel that we have that we have really begun and, and become uh, or or begun to embrace and are embracing is this concept that God has always been in relationship that he has always been Father, Son, and Spirit, and that in that relationship, in that circle of love, was born the, the desire to share others into that circle of love. If he was a God that could choose, that wasn't at one time a God of relationship, chose at one point because his blood sugar was up one day, and he decided, I think I'll create, and when I create, I think I'll have relationship, then he could also be that God who decided on another day, you know what, blood sugar's down, don't feel like relating today, everybody's in trouble. I'm angry, you did something, I don't love you anymore. This is not the God of the Bible. This is not the God of the full understanding and the full merit of the God that we serve. This is a God of love. This is God who is love and who has stepped down to engage in relationship without surrendering his sovereignty, but has chosen to limit himself in order to honor relationship with us. The same way that a parent chooses to limit themselves when they play with a child. When you sit down and play with your children, it's because you love them and you want to honor that relationship. You want to develop that relationship. You don't sit down to play with your children at their level because you want to be able to show them that you're better at the game than they are that they don't know what they're doing and you do, that they should make better choices because they aren't, or that they're just not bright enough to get what you're trying to say. You you engage with them where they are so that you can so that you can honor the relationship, so that you can build the relationship, so that you can strengthen the relationship, so that they will understand you love me no matter what. Because 
I don't bring anything to the table. One of the things that we've been revisiting is uh, C. Baxter Kruger's um, most recent work called um, uh, Revisiting the Shack, or The Shack Revisited. And it's a, if you haven't had a chance to read it, it's an amazing book, The Shack, um, and, uh, and I, I highly recommend it. And if you have read it and got offended by it, read it again, um, because it, it will just shatter paradigms. And this whole idea that God, God loves us because that's who he is, and that we bring nothing to the table that's going to improve his position. Okay? We can't improve God's position, and that should be liberating to us. That should be freeing to us to know, you mean you love me just because you do? You just, you just love me, and, and I didn't have to do anything to merit it or earn it or keep it? I don't have to do any of that? Yes, I love you because I am love, and I can be no other. And that's, that's the God, what, isn't that the God we've, we've always wanted? Haven't we always been afraid that God is going to get mad one day and he's not going to like me anymore? Haven't we always been afraid that what if, what if I do my best, but somebody else does a little bit better, and he uses their yardstick to measure my performance? And so where am I? Where am I left with that? I'm left with always trying to compete and improve my yardstick and improve my performance so that he will not only love me, but he will continue to love me. And isn't that why we're always so exhausted? Because we just, we can't. We can't live like that. We can never, ever be good enough. We can never be good enough in and of ourselves. But he has made us his righteousness. He has made us good enough not because of our own merits, but because of his incredible love for us and his desire not just to love us, but to love us in the environment of that triune relationship. He wants to bring us into the very heart of the Trinity. He wants us to rest in the very midst of the Father, Son, and Spirit communion. And that's where he wants us to stay. And when we get to the point where we stop trying to compete, and we stop, stop trying to elevate, and we stop trying to measure ourselves on some presupposed idea of what God is looking for, God just, God just wants us to be who we are, because he has made us all the same now. This is, this is, the, this is the paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. He has died once for all. Okay? God was in Christ. He didn't leave Jesus on the cross. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself on the cross. And he has left that open to our ability to respond. He says, now, be reconciled to me, because I'm already reconciled to you. See, we talk about this idea in our own circles here, about how we believe the best about each other. And, and sometimes what we mean to say is, we believe the best about, I believe the best about you that I can, Okay. This is the best that I can believe about you, given all of my own baggage and all of your baggage and all these other... This is the best that I can believe about you. But in its best scenario, we believe the very best about each other. That when you say something, you meant it in the very best way. Or when you do something, you meant it in the very blessed way, in the most blessed way. But we stop short when we talk about God in that context. We look, we still, on many occasions, we find ourselves measuring God by what we believe to be true about our own performance whether it was good that day or bad that day, that's where God falls. God falls on responding to our performance, and that is not the God we serve. That is not the God who created us. 
God didn't create because he had a need for performance monkeys. God created because he wanted to be able to share in the intimate fellowship of his union with the Son and the Spirit. And he wanted to not just share, like dole out pieces, he wanted to absorb us into him, into that relationship. And I tell you, this has been life-changing. I mean, and, and each experience, as I look back over these last few years, I look back over these experiences, and, and even the ones farther back, before I ever came to Christ, before I ever made that conscious choice to, yes, I think I'm going to believe that. There were times in my life that I used to think, oh, oh we talk so much wasted time, you know, the Eagle song, right? Mm-hmm. And then just the other day, I was listening to a, a song by a 70s group called Sticks. I yeah. used to listen to him all the time when I was young. River that flows through hell. Heard about that. Went to catechism. Was you know grew up Catholic. Heard that. Oh, this is the river that I can't listen to these guys anymore because they're demonic. Oh, what a bunch of wasted. I wasted all my time on that music. But there's a song that they sang called "Show Me the Way," and yeah. I was listening to it the other day, and it struck me, not because its theology is accurate, but because where I was at that moment is where I was at at that moment. And all of the experiences that I've had in my of all the experiences I've had in my life, I do not count one single moment a waste, because I know God does not consider one single moment of my time here on earth a waste. Whether I made a good choice or bad, He does not consider it wasted, because He has always purposed for me the very best. And none of that is wasted. It may have taken me a little longer, but He has never considered the investment worthless. He doesn't give me what I deserve, he gives me what I'm worth. And he gave himself, right? He gave his, and he didn't, he gave himself, he put himself on that cross. Jesus chose to go to that cross. He chose that so that we could share in that eternal relationship with him. It was the only way. It was the only way that it was going to be able to be possible. He is the only sacrifice worthy of him. What else can we sacrifice that is worthy of God? Nothing. Absolutely. So he had to do it. He had to be the sacrifice. It, and that's what, he did with, that's what he did with Abraham. He told Abraham at the top of the hill, hold on, hold on. You guys have this whole sacrificial mentality worked out, and you think that goat's going to get the job done? Or you think your son is worthy? Let me tell you, the only one worthy of me is the sacrifice I provide. I am the only one worthy of sacrificing toward me. And so he sent himself. He, Jesus chose to go and be that sacrifice so that he could meet the demands, meet the requirements, and finish it once and for all. It's done. There is no other sacrifice that can be offered now. Jesse, this, this, this is just phenomenal stuff, man. I'm, I'm like, I'm all fuzzy on the inside, burning up here because <laughs> it's just great stuff. And uh, we, we are definitely going to have you back because I, I would love to hear more on this. And we are unfortunately uh, a little past our time, but uh, we'll, we'll keep going for a little bit. Um, if people would like to contact you, um, is there a website, Facebook, email, Twitter, anything you'd like to share to uh, contact people? Uh, they can, they can uh, catch our tweets at uh, life at HD, uh, high desert HD live teams. Uh, dot org or H- at HD Life Teams. They can check us out on face- uh, Facebook um, at uh, at uh, Facebook slash HD Life Teams. Um, you know, they can do it that way. Uh, they can email me directly if they want at uh, uh, life at windowwashers.com. But in the middle of that is only one W. So it's W-I-N-D-O-W-A-S-H-E-R-S.com. So those are those are three ways that they can reach, or they can just stop by 
uh, Victorville and shout out, and maybe we'll probably hear them. It's possible. <laughs> the uh, High Desert Life Teams is uh, also you do a search for that, and you will come across that on uh, Google, Yahoo, and all those good places as well. And, uh, Jesse, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you here. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm trying to pull myself together, as I always do with these just awesome men I got on the show. And um, to close our program today, I always ask our guests if they will uh, please pray for our audience that if anyone is listening and has a healing need, uh, to please address that. If you have any uh, prophetic words, words of knowledge, something that you want to share, and uh, please pray us to the end and just let it rip, man. I just, right now, and I just want to share with anybody that is listening to this broadcast, I want you to know right now, unequivocally, and without question, and without measure, that God is not angry with you that he is not disappointed in you, that he has always, since before the foundation, been for you, and he always will be for you. He will be for you, because he chose you before the foundation of the world. That's why we can love him, because he loved us first, and he loves us best. And if we will allow that to be the core of our choices, then we will learn what it means to love each other the best. And so... If there's anybody out there who needs to, to hear that, please contact us. If there's anybody out there who has a sickness in their body right now, right now, anybody listening to this broadcast who has back pain or, or arthritis right now, who's having trouble walking right now, I command those things to leave your body right now in Jesus' name, and I just release life into every heart that is hearing this right now in Jesus' name. Life in abundance. Amen. Listeners, uh, again, pull myself together here, as as I always do on this show when when, uh, when our guests just let go. It's so phenomenal, and uh, we've just had so many great guests, and I am so grateful uh, to Jesse as well as everyone who's been on this program. Listeners, you can find us at uh, dominionfire.com, where you'll find uh, all of the uh, the, uh, ministry and creative arts that we're involved in, as well as the healing message and uh, this podcast and all the previous episodes. So once they are done, they're available um, in perpetuity. So make sure you uh, check out the site and grab those. Also on iTunes as well, facebook.com slash dominionfire. Twitter is at dominionfire and at Healing Minister. Both of those, you are welcome to follow and jump in on this. Email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, feedback, or would just like to reach out and uh, perhaps you want to train a little bit and we can help you uh, get into the right direction to do that as well. So you can uh, start walking in who you are. And all these wonderful guests are pointing that out to us that there's, for as simple as God made it, there is deeper things, there is deeper understandings that, uh, that, set you free and just open your spiritual eyes and I'm, I'll, I'll tell you firsthand it, it's just a wonderful thing and you know, don't take my word for it research it search it yourself and uh, we're, we're just here to help you on the journey so thank you so much for listening to this podcast thank you so much just for being a part of this whole thing we'll see you next time on the program and as we always say on the ministry boom goes Yeshua boom goes Yeshua